Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Eaters EuroLeague. I start this episode by giving a warm welcome to all the new listeners that have been joining our podcast. We have been checking you guys out and we see our listenership keep, that keeps growing day after day. So it's a pleasure to have you. My name is Andre, and uh, as always, I have the pleasure to host this podcast with a great you, Valent. How are you doing? Hi, Andre. I'm fine. Uh, let's get to another episode, guys. We are already in countdown mode for the World Cup, but before we start previewing all the action and tell you what you can expect from the competition and from the upcoming World Cup, we bring you the recaps of the four teams that we have left from our EuroLeague Team Series recap. Today, we talk about Bayern Munich, the German team that uh, had one of our favorite coaches uh, here at the European Hoops podcast, Andrea Trincieri. Bayern joined the EuroLeague for the first time in the season 2013-2014 and it was under coach Trincieri that they had their two playoff rounds against Milano falling short on a five-game series and against again losing to Barcelona in a five-game series uh, in the, the following season. This season Bayern was devastated by injuries for most of the season, ending in 15th place. The team and the coach Trincieri parted ways and Pablo Lasso is the face of a project to revamp Bayern in the next season and the seasons to come, aiming to return to the playoffs in the new future and certainly try to build a team that would be able to fight for championships. Bayern ended the season with a minus 5.6 night rating, having the fifth worst offensive rating and the fourth worst defensive rating. Injuries weren't the only issue for this team and for this roster. The lack of playmaking was in full display, with the team ranking as the second worst in assists per game was only 13.7. Diogo, what were the positives of this Bayern team and uh, what they can pick from and build looking into the next season and looking into the future? Well, uh, like you said, uh, due to all those injuries, it, it was a, a tough season for this team, but uh, we couldn't really demand more from them because like, even if they had a, a fully healthy season with everybody healthy, it would still be tough to be a playoff team because other teams were just so talented. And uh, I think uh, Bayern was, was still a competitive team. Obviously, we know, uh, how, you guys know how highly we are uh, about Coach Trincheri. Uh, but they were, they just had uh, a lot of unlucky moments with those injuries. Uh, Lukic, uh, Rubit, I mean, they just had so many. So it was hard for them to, to stay competitive at times. But they always did their best to, to make it tough on any team that played against them. And uh, for next year, I'm hoping them to, to be better. Uh, and this is not a knock on Coach Trincheri of course um, Paulo Lazo is going to be the new coach and uh, they seem to be having some interesting uh, signings so it should be a better year for them but uh, I would guess the goal is kind of the same just try to be competitive and try to grow to grow year after year it was a lot of what we saw of Bayern during this season it was a, a well-prepared team that uh, would try to put up a fight but most of the times they will fall short in terms of talent and they just didn't have enough and every time that um, a player was going down and in their case many times it was four and five players going down that didn't have the depth of talent in this roster to be able to compete and even at their best they weren't one of the, the best rosters and they they would need a very special season with this group to be able to have achieved the playoffs and they weren't close to that 
while we love Coach Trincieri and we will have the chance to as al as we always do on this uh, episode to speak about him in the end of the, the episode and to break uh, break him down as a coach and the season that he had uh, it's good to see the, the club turning a page and uh, looking for a new direction and strategy because they need to do something different to be able to be competitive in an Euro League that is getting better and better and we have mentioned here we just have had probably the best Euro League season ever and we are heading in the direction of having an even better one with more competitive teams with teams solidifying themselves as contenders but also another teams stepping up their game and uh, improving their rosters to, to reach that the, that level and be able to compete with the top teams of the early so Bayern has a, a long way to go and we see some positive steps and sometimes it's uh, turning the page it's a positive thing and doesn't mean that uh, they didn't have good moments with Coach Trincieri they certainly did and he's one of the, the best coaches in my opinion in Europe a elite one for sure we expect to be able to see him coming back in the future to, to the early doesn't seem likely at the moment but uh, we will get to that later we are excited with news that we hear from uh, from Germany and from Munich the team being led by Pablo Lasso certainly will want to, to achieve the, the top of the, the EuroLeague and let's see if they are able to do it but let's now focus on the key players of this Bayern roster we start with the one that we nominated as MVP and this really wasn't an easy call for us but uh, we went with the player that we believe that uh, had the ability to, to raise the ceiling of this team and uh, was the biggest dif difference maker uh, within the, this uh, Bayern Munich roster Vladimir Lucic, the 6'8", 34-years-old Serbian forward that was on his 10th EuroLeague season, half of those playing for Bayern after starting his career with Partizan. For the season, Lucic played on only 17 games after missing an extended period of time uh, with injuries. He started 14 of those 17 games, averaging 24.4 minutes and recording 8.8 points, 2.6 rebounds, 0.9 assists and 0.8 steals per game. In Lucic's record books, he has won a Eurocup title with Valencia in 2014 and was nominated for the All Euroleague first team in 2020-2021. For us, Lucic being the MVP, it's not regarding the numbers he had this season or his averages of this season. It's just that at his best, he was the difference maker and the, the player that was able to elevate this um, this Bayern team. And uh, after breaking down and looking to all the players carefully to make this uh, selection, we just feel that he is the one that had the ability to do something more and at that times his ability to perform on court was giving a, a shot for Bayern to compete with the teams that uh, were superior to them in terms of talent. But uh, Diogo, why was Lucic the more important player of this Bayern roster? Well, uh, it's like you, like you said, it, it was really tough to, to make a decision, uh, basically because most of the players were injured for, uh, for long periods of time. So it was pretty hard to make this decision, but uh, we just agreed that Lucic is easily the best player on this team. And uh, when he was healthy, we saw games like, I remember the game against uh, Red Star, where Campazzo was back, was playing already, and Red Star really needed that, that game to, to still have a chance at the playoffs. And Lucic just won the game for Bayern. Like, he, he's that type of player. He's a, like you said, he had an all-Euroleague team uh, in the past few years. So obviously he's an elite-level player. He's a two-way wing. Uh, I, I, rem I remember him like six, seven years ago just being a, a great defender and a, an athletic guy but uh, he has developed developed into such a good offensive player a very good shooter and he, he's still athletic still a, a two-way player uh, I just love his game so much and um, and again 
one of the reasons why Bayern struggled a lot this year was him not being available. So that just shows the impact he has on this team and how much he means to them. He was clearly the most impactful player of this uh, Bayern team. We just wish him health because if he'll be able to be healthy, he certainly will be able to contribute to any team at the EuroLeague level. But let's continue with our players' breakdown, bringing you the three key players of this roster besides Lucic and a player to keep an eye on for the future, later in the end of our player breakdowns. But first, it is time to knowledge players. We won't have the chance to break down in detail on this episode, like uh, Cheatham, that uh, in six games played showed flashes of a very interesting player that can develop and contribute at the EuroLeague level. The veteran Otello Hunter, Walden, Obst, Gillespie, Giffey, Harris, Yaramas, Sealy, and Zipster, all important members of this roster and all players that contributed during this season to, to this uh, Bayern EuroLeague campaign. We will now focus on Agustin Rubit, the 6'8 American player that was the statistical MVP of this uh, team. He was on his fifth EuroLeague season and while Lutic was our MVP or our player with the biggest impact for the Bayern team, Rubit was the, the player that uh, statistically had the, the highest PER and uh, like many other members of this roster he also dealt with injuries during the season, ending with 20 games played, starting 15 of those, playing 23.2 minutes per game, scoring 10.9 points and averaging 4 rebounds, 1.4 assists and 0.9 steals per game. Do you go ahead and break down Rubit for our listeners? Yeah, Rubit is a a very strong for uh, a guy who can play basically every position on the front court. Uh, you can argue he's not going to be doing the three, but uh, he's still a capable player, like facing the basket and playing one on one, like going right, especially. Uh, he turned into a, a, a pretty decent shooter uh, for the position, and he is a, a good rebounder. Uh, I just think he, he got to keep improving his jumper because it has gotten better. So he should keep working on that to, to be a threat from outside. And just similarly to almost any guy on this team, just being healthy. Uh, work on his body and obviously he's getting up there in age but um, just trying to stay healthy and stay on the court because he was very important for them this year and uh, especially to start the season uh, he, he was their best player to begin the year so he was also very important for Bayern for sure so we'll see what happens with him next year. Yeah, Rubit is already 33. He's heading to the, the phase of his career where we can expect some decline, but he has been showing some improvements and he's a high-level contributor. So, But from Rubit, we look to a member of Bayern Barcourt, Nick Weilerbab, the 6'5", 27-years-old American-German guard. Weilerbab was on his third early campaign. I'll play with Bayern. He played 31 games this season, starting 25 of those. In 25.5 minutes per game, Weilerbab ended the season with seven. 7.7 points, 3.5 rebounds, to assists and 0.7 steals per game. At age 27 and uh, on his prime, what steps you see Valerbab taking as a player moving forward? Well, uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, Valerbab is one of my favorite players in EuroLeague. Uh, I think Lucic is the better player, but as far as being my favorite and who I like watching the most, um, Valerbab is for sure up there. Uh, he's a two-way guard. He, he's lengthy for, for the position. He's a very nice shooter, a very good defender. He can play the one or the two, like whatever you ask him to do, he's able to do it. Uh, I just think he, he can improve as a playmaker in terms of facilitating for other guys. But other than that, uh, I think he's a, a great player. 
and hopefully we see him improving each year to to have his prime at a at a very high level in Euroleague and see where he can take this Bayern Munich team. Big years are ahead for Wilder Bob, we are sure of that, but let's stick to the backcourt as we break down Cassius Winston, the 6-1, 25-years-old American guard. This was Cassius' rookie season in the Euroleague and was at moments one of the highlights of this roster, flashing the ability to score and to create for others. Winston led the team in assists at 3.4 per game while averaging only 19 minutes. He played in 29 games this season and he started 17 of those, averaging besides the 3.4 assists, 11 points, 2.1 rebounds and 0.8 steals per game. Would you say that becoming a consistent 3-point shooter is the key for him to take a step forward and aspire to have a career and to take his career to another level? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think uh, one of the biggest knocks on him this year, uh, I would say, was his shooting splits because he shot 41% from, from the field, 28% from three. Uh, free throw, he is a good free throw shooter with 89%, but uh, the other ones, uh, he definitely got to improve on that. Uh, he's a traditional point guard. He, he's a decent defender. He's a good passer. But uh, I think he has to be better uh, in terms of being more consistent as a scorer. And those those shooting splits got to go up for sure. Uh, if you want to be an efficient player at, at the EuroLeague level, you, you got to be able to shoot the ball consistently and, and make it at a consistent rate. So you can't just be shooting 40% from the front field. It's going to be tough. So I think he needs to, to work on his jump shot for sure and, and see where he goes from here. He flashed an ability, ability of being a clutch player at times and sometimes he was a solution to a team that struggled to, to have those. I just think if he can be consistent, he can uh, find a role in the EuroLeague and to be um, a high-level contributor at the Level. The, the news came out today that he's not going to be playing EuroLeague next year. So hopefully he, he works on these aspects so we can see him back at the EuroLeague level because he's certainly a capable player of doing that for sure. We end our players breakdown with uh, Isaac Bonga, the 6'8 German player that was on his age 23 season. He is for us a player to keep an eye on for the future. After his NBA stint, he was on his EuroLeague rookie season, playing 30 games and starting 22 of those. In 20 minutes per game, Bonga averaged 6.4 points, 3.9 rebounds, 1.1 assists and 0.8 steals. His physical ability and all-round game makes him a very intriguing player with an untapped upside that we want to see grow within the EuroLeague. What steps do you think will be key for Bonga to take? Do you think that he has star upside? Uh, I think it's tough to say. Uh, I think he needs a, a bigger opportunity in terms of like uh, not not just minutes but in terms of his role uh, for us to see if there's that type of, of level there. But uh, he is a big wing. He's a decent shooter and a good rebounder for the position uh, and also a decent defender in my opinion. Uh, I, I think he needs to keep improving uh, his outside shot and his playmaking abilities because for a wing and especially how the game is going uh, nowadays uh, the wings have to be able to, to play one-on-one to, to facilitate and to, to be just, just as good as playmakers as point guards, most of it. So I think he needs to develop on those aspects, but he's a, a very good player and he has a bright future ahead for sure. I think I'm slightly higher on him than you are. I agree with all the characteristics and the way you portrayed him. I just uh, think that he can get lost on the offensive scheme of a team. I would like to see him being more aggressive. I would like to see him, him finishing better at the basket because I think he's not just an okay defender. I think he's a plus defender. If he will be able to contribute more offensive 
defensively. And if the shot doesn't come at a level that we would like, he will need to be finishing at a higher level of the basket. And if he's able to improve that, I think he has some, um, I wouldn't say best player of a championship team uh, upside on him, but uh, he can be a very high level contributor for a League championship team down the line and in his future and when he reaches his prime. Looking forward to see how he develops. He has been taking very slow steps on his development since the, the NBA and now here in Europe. He's not developing at the rhythm that we would like to see because he had the physical tools. Let's see if that changes and if he can um, become a better player and uh, a player able to do more and to contribute more for winning at the EuroLeague level. Let's end this episode talking about Bayern head coach Andrei Trincieri, the 54-year-old Italian coach, started as an assistant coach on Olympia Milano in 98, having coached the Greek national team in 2013, Bros Bamberg from 2014 to 2018, Partizan from 2018-2020, when he took over as the Bayern head coach. In 2014, Trincieri was named EuroCup Coach of the Year, having won the German National Championship with Bros Bamberg in three years in a row in 2015, 16 and 17. At the moment of the recording of this podcast, it seems unlikely that we will see Trincieri as a head coach of the of a EuroLeague team next year, but uh, he certainly is a EuroLeague level coach and we hope to see him back soon and uh, leading one of the elite EuroLeague teams. I think uh, the EuroLeague basketball has a lot to gain from that and I am confident that you agree with me on that. So what makes Coach Trinciere an enticing head coach and what balance do you make of uh, of his season and his performance as a head coach on this? That was his last season leading Bayern Munich. Yeah, first of all, obviously I agree with you. Uh, I think he's absolutely a EuroLeague level coach and one of the best in it too. Uh, I, th- I think looking at the team they had this year, I mean, he, what else could he do, honestly? And especially with, with all the injuries they had too, like it's just nothing we could have asked for from him. Uh, I think he did a good job because they, they, they were still competitive and they had some high level wins. But um, I mean, we couldn't really ask him for more. Like he, he always has his team prepared. He, he gives his players freedom to play, and he's a basketball genius. And also, his interviews are always gold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would love to see Trincheri in Euroleague, and I'd like to see, this time. I would like to see him with a big team. And obviously, it doesn't look like it's going to happen this season. But uh, I think he has shown the, he, his ability to be a high-level coach. So we'll see where, where he's headed next year. But I would absolutely love to see him with a, a big team, a contender, to see what type of stuff he can do. Because we've seen him with lower-level teams in EuroLeague, like uh, Bayern Munich. And he took them to the playoffs uh, two years. Um, but obviously, they were not contenders. So I would love to see him with a, with a true contender to see what type of stuff he, he's able to do. And I know you agree with me on that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And now for the the Bayern fans listening to the podcast and following the podcast and without delving into rumors because we will preview this season once we know what's true and what's not and the rumor mill of the EuroLeague it's always a roller coaster. We have seen indications that Bayern is aiming to add young talent, players with interesting up, upside under Pablo Lasso during to during the next three to five seasons aim to, to achieve highs and compete for championships. Do you like the path that they seem to be taking with uh, this long contract to young very talented players? I do because they also gave Paulo Lazo a, a multi-year deal so obviously they want to 
to build a project and develop it. So I love the idea. And uh, also getting young players and helping them grow and maybe be a, a playoff team in two or three years. I, I think that's a, an interesting uh, prospect uh, project to have. And I think Pablo Lazo is the right guy for the job. I mean, obviously, I think Trincheri would have been also, but uh, they they took their option and they went to Lazo. So it's nothing wrong with that. He's a great coach. And I, I, he seems very interested in making this project work. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm very curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential and uh, hopefully they, they're able to reach it. I'm quite excited to see where this will go because one of the things that I think lacks uh, slightly in Europe, and it's interesting because when we look at the NBA, uh, they don't have um, junior teams and youth uh, teams. Here we do, and we do a big work at developing players, uh, at uh, teaching players, at working with the players. I understand that uh, there are limitations because the very, very good players are taken away if they are that good. But I would like to see some more continuity and see teams having a bigger bite on development at the same time that they can uh, be competitive. It's it's hard to juggle that, but I'm curious to see how this what, what this project will be, how they will be able to balance being competitive, staying in the EuroLeague, being a competitive team at the EuroLeague level that is extremely hard, and at the same time having young talent, which, which type of chances those players will have and how they will be able to develop them. That's something that will be very interesting to, to delve into once uh, we get all the information and uh, there are many rumors going around. So let's for now wrap up this episode. Let us know what else you guys would like us to discuss regarding Bayern when we preview their next EuroLeague season and tune in for for the last three teams recaps with the next one dropping on Wednesday followed by the start of our World Cup coverage. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye guys. See you on next episode.